gotta wake yo, up, dude. What you mean, bro? We at the beach, huh? Nah, yo, we gotta get to the airport. Trying to relax. Wishing that I was at a beach. Feet up, chilling at peace. Better cooking up, I drink. Splash in the water, no sink. Way soon, that'll be me. Better take off in a week. What's up, fam? This is Scott Smith. Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. Ooh, this is going to be a fun episode. We are so excited that you would spend a little bit of time with us. Uh, we are going all the way back to July 9th through July 16th. Yes, this is a seven-day day, date, uh, a long week that we spent in a faraway land called Canada. Uh, London, Ontario, to be exact, not to be confused with London, England. A lot of people thought we were in London, England, because we said we are in London. But it was London, Ontario, and it is about 10 and a half hours away from the city of Philadelphia. And it's a beautiful place. And we spent a week there. Uh, there was actually a crew of us, uh, about 10 from our RIPE community, that went up to Canada for the entire week. And it is a fantastic story of how it all came to pass, what happened, and the impact it made on us and the people that were there. Um, and to tell this story today, I have a couple beautiful guests, wonderful guests, amazing guests. And uh, I'm going to introduce them to you, or they're going to introduce themselves in just a second. We have Emily. Welcome back to the pod. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you again. You may remember her from the uh, the Marguerite Anglin Amazing Creatives Gallery episode that we uh, released a long time ago. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Emily is also on staff with Ripe Creatives, and she, uh, she does a lot uh, to make this whole ship move in the direction that it moves, including uh, co-leading, leading the Ripe Worship squad on a lot of the gigs that they go on, and she was the one leading the team for uh, for this trip to Canada, so super important person to have in the room. We also have somebody else here to be a part of this podcast with us, and it is his first time on the uh, podcast, and uh, certainly not his last, Andre. What's good, baby? What's up, Scott? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Switched it up on him. You know he what did. Saying? He did. I thought he was going to give out my nickname, everybody. Yeah, I was about to say You want to say it? You just say nope, it. not going to do it. Nope. I'm not going to pull right, the cool. trigger. Because if I, I say it you, wrong, you're going to yell at me. I guarantee you'll say it before this is done. Yeah, there's definitely a fact. <laughs> uh, you may or may not hear a nickname later on. Uh, that it, once once it's said, you're going to know exactly who's on this podcast if you're from the uh, Philadelphia region because this man is a legend in the uh, church world, oh, worship no. world. And he got to be a part of this awesome Canada trip. Uh, Andre, can you please introduce yourself a little bit? Yes. Because uh, this is your first time on the pod. So, All right. My name is Andre. Um, I play the drums. I have been since, goodness, I was 11 years old. And I'm 37 now, so it's a long time. Um, man. Yeah. Moved to Philly um, to join the church I'm at now in the light Philly. And I've been there since. And um, I got connected to Ripe through DJ Aunt G. Shout out DJ Aunt G. He was a DJ at my wedding. Also a really, really good friend of mine. That's how I got introduced to Ripe. And yeah, it's been less than a year yeah. that you've been a part of this whole community. Um, as of the recording of this podcast. And uh, yeah, Canada was actually your your first time um, doing anything with Ripe in any kind of way. And uh, it's kind of a wild story of how that all came to pass. But I appreciate you being here on the podcast for the first time. And Emily, it's always good to have you. 
as you take my picture. Awesome. <laughs> it's be real time. Come be real, on. You know, whatever. So July 9th through the 16th, full week in Canada. Um, but we got to start with a little bit of the backstory of how this actually happened. So uh, this is so fun. I just went and looked at all the emails with William, who you'll hear all about. Uh, and this started in January, late January. William, this random man in Canada, who's like the sweetest man ever, like ever, ever. like such a sweet, <laughs> sweet dude, like Very so cute. kind. And he's, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did I offend yeah. you? Sorry. <laughs> I think everybody up there was so nice. Canadians are just like the most hospitable, kind, gracious people ever. But he's on a Jubilee Conference website which I still don't even fully understand how even new CCO, Coalition for Christian Outreach, uh, big campus ministry organization in Pittsburgh area, well, really nationally, but based out of Pittsburgh, they do a conference called Jubilee every year. And he somehow knows of the CCO and is looking up the Jubilee conference website and he's scrolling through all of the speakers and worship teams and all these things. And listed on the website is Ripe Worship. And it's a picture of Emily, Rashid, and Olivia, um, because the Ever So Trio used to go under the same moniker as the whole worship team, just because they were birthed out of Ripe Worship. You know, made sense. I guess we're Ripe Worship too. We might as well just keep the name. Eventually uh, rebranded as Ever So, but at this point, we're still Ripe Worship. And so this William guy, this Canadian man who's super <laughs> sweet, is like, who the heck is Ripe Worship? I've never heard of that before. Googles us and finds ripecreatives.com, where it's not just a worship team. It's also hip-hop and poetry and singer-songwriters and a creative community and creatives events. And he's like, what is this? This is Ripe Worship is also a part of this whole creative community thing based in Philadelphia. What is this? I'm so intrigued. And so he sends me uh, an email. Uh, in late January saying like, hey, we're doing this thing in Canada called uh, London Serve. And I don't know if it's possible, could, but we'd love for Ripe to come be a part of this somehow. And I was like, what? International opportunity in Canada? This is crazy. How did you even find us? And go back and forth. And we set up a phone call. And it was with me, Emily, and William together. And uh, Em, if you can just jump in on some of that phone call stuff. Yeah, so um, I didn't really know what to expect with this phone call, just from back and forth emails with Will. I definitely pegged him to be a lot older than he was, um, but he was... Very professional. <laughs> yes, very professional, like long emails, just like, yeah, he was great though. Um, so hopping on the phone with him, it was super evident that he desired what RIPE had as a creative community for his students, for the kids who were coming to um, London, Ontario to serve. He desired what we had to offer, which was more than just a worship team, but a, a group of creatives who could encourage them to step into gifts other than what they see on a, on a regular Sunday morning. Um, and that stood out to me so much because he, he valued what we did. Mm -hmm. um, and so as soon as we got into this conversation, I knew that like we were going to make this work. Um, and Will, he kills the organ like beautifully. Oh yeah. my goodness. So he is, he has such an appreciation for, for the arts, the yeah. arts because he is an artist himself. Um, and so it was 
such an easy decision to say, yes, we want to come serve with you um, because of the, the person that we could just like get to know just over the phone, not even meeting face to face yet. And we were already like, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, all of that is so true. Yeah, I just remember him like, I don't like there was so much of like, can this even work? Like, is this even a thing that you guys do? Is this something that could be done? It was like, well, we've done this in New Jersey. We've done this in the Poconos. We've done this in some Western PA a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we've done this regionally, but the idea of can we take a team all the way to another country and lead in this kind of way? And can we do it in a way that it could be really special and unique that is in line with who we are as a community? So it wasn't just, not to say just worship in the sense of worship arts, but that it would involve some more elements that, you know, would validate some of the reasons why he the, the website piqued his interest, right? Which was because it was this entire creative collective thing. So um, the big question was, could we build a team? Right. And so that's where Emily was like, okay, I really want to do this. I love this man, William, whoever he is. He's amazing. I can't wait to meet him. Let's figure this out. And then we just started working on, okay, how do we build a team that is a good reflection of who we are, but also is just who's available (laughs) and who's willing uh, to make a huge sacrifice to forego working for a week, um, forego vacation time, maybe spend on themselves to go serve other people to go make this trip to Canada possible. And it was a lot of like, these people might be in, these people are in, these people are no longer in, these people are in. And just seeing like the shuffling of the deck, what God was doing. Um, But you started to get some of those things solidify. Who were some of those first people that said yes to going? Because we took a crew, I think of 10 total. Seven were worship. Seven were worship, myself, Dar, Ant, and Demir. So I guess we had 11. So we had an 11 person team that we took. So before we we said yes, I put out a feeler of like, who would be interested in going to Canada? And everyone was like, oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely say yes. And then as we like solidified that, they were like, actually, I can't go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm okay. super interested, except <laughs> actually going. Yeah. Um. So naturally, it, it dwindled down to like, my most solid four people who are always down to like show up and be there and like what what a squad that is and it's Olivia and her husband Mike and Priscilla and her husband Esti Esteban and like I couldn't ask for a better like start than that that's like a two singers keys player an electric player and a bass player. And so we're like, all right, at the bare minimum, we like need a drummer. Um, and so we had two drummers say yes, not be able to go, say yes, not be able to go. And that was like our last piece um, that was still trying to come together. We were confident that the Lord would bring someone or we would like find someone in Canada, in Canada to <laughs> drum with us. Like, I don't know, something would come together. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and we just, I remember us having a moment, and to emphasize, because they were a part of the story, like, so that was on the worship front, that myself, I went to host and perform, and then we asked Amir to come as an artist uh, to perform hip-hop, and then Aunt G to come and DJ, which was just going to, like, pull the whole thing together. And because Aunt was such a big part of it, 
once you get Ann involved, <laughs> Ann's just like, yo, what do you guys need? How can I help? He's like such a networker. And so I start, you know, Emily's like striking out on drummers, you know, like oh, our first option was in, but now they can't be because they have a conflict. Our second person, they thought they were in, but now they can't be. Uh, we don't know who we're going to get. And so I just start hitting up every drummer I know. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm going to hit up every drummer I know. And uh, and yeah, that led to a conversation between Aunt G and you, Andre. And I mean, you can share more of the specifics of how the heck that conversation went. Yeah, it was. If you know Anthony, when he texts you, it could be pretty random sometimes. And uh, yeah, so he texted me and asked me if I can get off of work. Mind you, I was at work. I'm like, dude, I'm at work. I can't leave. Like, I'm at work for the day. He's like, no, can you get off for a week and two weeks to go to Canada? I was like, oh, well, that's different. Um, For what? <laughs> you know, then he explained, like, a, you know, briefly um, and not so many details as best as he could what the trip was about. Until we spoke later on that day, then he gave me, like, more of the details. Um, initially, I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, you know, because I work and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, like, two weeks out. At this literally point. two weeks. I'm like, who, like, literally, you know, are you kidding me? It's in two weeks. So, um, yeah, my wife got home. I She called me while I was at work, and I'm like, I got to talk to you when you get home. And she's like, what about? And I'm like, what's... Long story short, I could probably go to Canada, but it's for a week and, and in two weeks. But we got to talk about it when you get home. And she's like, oh, OK, for sure. So, um, yeah, thank God for my wife because um, we spoke about it, weighed out the pros and cons because I would have to take off of work for a full week. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, the conversation went really well, though. And she's super supportive and gave me her yes, which allowed me to give my yes. Um, after that, I spoke to, you know, um, my pastors at my church cause you know, I do serve there on the weekends and I got their blessing, you know, within 24, within 24 hours of Anthony texting me, I gave my yes. Right. Um, I was able to, and, um, it was just domino. It kept was falling. like, and it was super seamless. It wasn't like pulling teeth. It was like one of the easiest yeses I've ever gave. Like it was simple. And then I started to get um, text messages from M, and um, which I didn't realize I did meet her before a couple years before through Aaron and Mallory. Um, like it was like really quick, mm -hmm. like random. I think she came to one of our rehearsals for praise and worship yep. one time, <laughs> and it was just like, and I remembered her. And uh, yeah, I think the following week we had our first rehearsal. One week before we <laughs> leave, like a week before we left, <laughs> the drummers like, arrived. Yeah, I get I get to the church in um, uh, Manoa, and I meet everybody there for the most part, except for Isaac, I think. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, we'll um, get to Isaac. Yeah, <laughs> but it was cool. Like even the rehearsal, I expressed to um, to Anthony after like the the welcoming, the thanks that I got just for giving my yes, like was awesome. And then just to be in a room with musicians and vocalists, you know, artists that you know, come prepared and love what they do, you know, and have passion. And, like, legit were excited about going up there like that. To me, I was like, yeah, this is going to be legit. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I remember talking to Ant once you committed or once you were, like, in the process of committing, and he just he just said to me, like, Scott, this feels 
like the Lord is doing this um, because Andre has felt like that he's supposed to do this kind of stuff. But for whatever reason, with just stuff you had gone through or things just not working out in the past, that you hadn't had the opportunity to go do this kind of thing. And that this was almost like you were, you was almost like you were waiting for somebody to say, come do this kind of thing. And you were ready to say yes, whenever that day would come. And it just so happened to be through this random <laughs> group of people called ripe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the way it happened. I'm like, okay. All right, God, this is, this is funny, you know, cause when I was 18, um, Someone spoke a word over me. You know, I was already playing music at my dad's church in the worship team. And um, just just having fun and doing it. Like, a lot of times it was out of obligation because it's my dad's church and we got to serve. Got to happen, you know. And um, this uh, the speaker, I walked into my dad's church on a Friday morning. He let me skip school so we can have prayer time with the guys, take the speaker out for breakfast, and just kind of hang out for the day. And I was the last one to get there because I overslept. <laughs> so I drive my car to my dad's church and I walk in and um, they're just kind of waiting around for me so we can get a, you know, go about our day. But um, the speaker, his name was uh, Rob Sanchez. He um, pretty much started talking over everybody and just told me, hey, I've been waiting for you to get here. And pretty much said that the Lord woke him up the night before. And because he, he saw a vision of me playing and that the music that I play will reach you know, it'll reach people. It'll, you know, um, it'll change, change people's hearts and their minds. And, and in the vision, it was a lot of younger people, you know. So being 18 and hearing that, um, like, I was so immature. And I wanted it to happen, like, tomorrow, yeah. you know, like, in right away. But, like, I didn't realize that it would take so long. But I think it took so long just because I wasn't ready yet. I've had opportunities that, came and gone because I wasn't ready myself yeah you know whether you know I was going through stuff like as an individual you know um I lacked integrity in certain areas of my life and you know who wants to give opportunity to someone that doesn't have integrity you know what I mean like it's yeah so I I had opportunities before but I had to they got passed they got passed by because of just me you know not being ready and prepared you know, and um, yeah, so when this happened and, you know, like Canada for a week and going to go play music or, you know, do worship, which, you know, which is one of my favorite things to do, you know, um, I was just super excited and especially with how the whole thing like was seamless, like giving my yes in 24 hours or less than 24 hours. like Yeah. So many things had to work out. Yeah. Like absolutely. there was all these things like your job and then you know you were in transition to a new job the start date for the new job <laughs> like like there's this yeah, crazy so stuff we left what was that I'm the sorry. ninth we left the ninth so i literally mind you my, my former employer my boss great man um super understanding i still have a good relationship with him now but i i emailed him like i texted him like hey i'm about to send you my letter of resignation he was like all right, uh, make it look official, you know, for HR. And I'm like, all right. So I emailed him and my supervisor. I'm just letting them know that on the 7th of July would be my last, like, working days, full-time employee. That way I had a day in between to pack, 
you know, do laundry and get like, I had to go, <laughs> I literally drove all over Philly. Um, you know, thank God for some of my friends that also play drums that hooked me up with like sticks, prototype sticks to try when I was out there and, you know, uh, kick pedal and cymbals. That way, you know, like I didn't have to go take stuff from my church, you know what I mean? You know, cause, uh, they needed that things, uh, those things over there. But yeah, I needed a day in between and then, yeah. We got back on the, the 16th, 16th yeah. and I literally started like, your new job. <laughs> literally 12 hours later, I started training for my new job. And then <laughs> on the 17th. ever since then, it's just been like, you know, like I had to just start running when my feet hit the ground and yeah, but I'm super grateful for the opportunity. It was such a cool, cool story. And, and the last, the last person that was a part of the team uh, in part because one of the original crew had to pass up the opportunity to be able to go um, because they got a passport issue. <laughs> Basically couldn't get their birth certificate stuff in time to be able to get their passport yeah. done in time to make the trip. My and God. so we kind of had this one last spot that we needed to fill. And you you always are like this. Emily's super good at this. She really wants balance on the vocal side of the worship team. Like she doesn't want it to just be all guys or all girls. She really feels like it's super important to have a blend there, um, not just from a, a sonic like end of things, but for the leadership of the students, um, because you're leading young people and they they gravitate towards what they can identify themselves with on the stage. And so it's a lot of teenagers from all different parts of you know the country in Canada that were up there to serve. Um, so Emily was like, "We need a male vocalist." And we happen to know a really, really great one that used to be a part of Ripe Worship, but it moved away to Maryland. And yeah, you can just tell a little bit about that story. Yeah, so Isaac is an OG Ripe Worship. When we became a thing, like he was on that main team. Um, and he carries such a reverence with him, like wherever he goes. And I think that it's very unique, especially like in a community of people who we have a really good time together like we do but Too Isaac yeah <laughs> Isaac is like he can switch the the vibe of the room so quickly into this one of just being in awe of God and so um him moving to Maryland he will always be a part of right worship um, yeah. even if he's in Maryland but he moved to Maryland uh, to pursue his now wife um, praise God so beautiful um, but it was a huge loss. We were like, we had a worship night and prayed over him and released him because like we wanted him to invest fully in where he was going next. Mm -hmm. Um, but when none of our guys could go, um, after we had an open spot, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to, it's a long shot. It is, but I'm going to reach out and see if Isaac's free. And in a matter of a couple days, he got back and said that he would come and it was, he was the, like the last missing piece of the puzzle of this team that um just like was so influential in making the week the yep. way that it was um and so we were all very excited for that um but yeah so so good it was so good to have Isaac back um <laughs> he was a part of like a heat wave uh youth for Christ week that we did in the summer of 2021 that was super impactful that was like the beginning of ripe worship being like a team kind of thing to to actually go out and lead places yeah i, mean, and I met him that, the morning 
right before we left. <laughs> you heard that story? No, no, I met him. Like, I first met him oh, yeah, the yeah, morning yeah. we left. Yeah, because he wasn't a part of the rehearsals because no, he was in Maryland. No. And then we, and I was just like, who's this random dude texting us, like, in this group chat? Like, oh, okay, this guy is like, I'm like, all right. And then we ended up rooming together in the, uh, yeah. in the Secret Service agent's house up in Canada. <laughs> Listen, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, he was a dope roommate, though. He was if, cool. If we die after this podcast airs, you'll know why, okay? Because we saw some stuff. Um, yeah, man. So here, here's the full team just one more time, just to kind of give a frame of reference. Emily is leading the worship team with Esteban and Priscilla. Uh, Esty's playing electric. Pre's on keys and singing. Olivia's a vocalist. Isaac's on acoustic and singing or bass and singing. Uh, and then Andre is doing drums, mm-hmm. and then we also had DJ Angie on the DJing stuff and like a lot of the games and things like that with myself as the host MC um, and doing spoken word stuff, and then Demir as well performing hip hop. And it was a really, really, really good team. We took up three cars, um, and I know this is, sounds like a stupid little thing, but it was kind of wild because we didn't know if we'd make it across the border. <laughs> no. <laughs> because this was, you know, like when, I mean, this whole time when we were planning this out from January to July, there was n- no way we were going to get across the border because the border wasn't even open yet. And Will just kept saying, yeah, like, we're just in, in faith. We're going to believe that it's going to be open by July. <laughs> and it like just opened up a couple weeks before we w- went to Canada but even then, there was like a high level of scrutiny. Are we really going to be able to get across? It was so easy, though. And and there was so there's a certain wood that is not allowed. Yeah, the Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian some across uh, the border I in don't Canada. Remember, but like I remember, me the night before, as she was like, my guitars are all I, that wood. <laughs> the night before, I had all my drum gear laid across my couch, and my wife is like, dude, like I want to sit, but like I said, hold on, I gotta make an itemized list. So I had like my snare drum, which is cherry wood. I looked it up like, all right, cool. I'm good. But like I literally wrote down every pair of sticks, all my symbols, like itemized everything. Over dramatic. Yeah. Cause like Essie's freaking out. And then (laughs) we actually, like I was in the car with um, M, Liv, Isaac and myself. And then like, Yeah, like you two in the front seat were cracking me up because I think like they were like super like stressed, and I'm I'm in the back like oh my gosh just like relax we'll be all right. And we literally give our passports over. The dude's like all right, we went right in. Like, well, you guys were after us. We did we all the, the heavy lifting. We for were you. the last car, and this something came over me, and I just got so nervous and like awkward. He asked me a question, and I was like, uh. And I just didn't know how to answer. He was like asking where we were coming from. I was like, America? Like, <laughs> like just answered. So I was just America. so nervous so and like good. shaking. And like, he's probably so confused. Like, why I are think you? We, I think it's out a natural so thing to just feel nervous at the border. I don't know why. But Esty was, Esty was freaking out though. And he was, he was like adamant. He was like, I don't want to get my guitars confiscated. And we're like, dude, it's going to be okay. But we all were kind of nervous with him, and it ended yeah. up being a breeze. Thankfully, no issues at the Drove border. Right through. And we kept driving right on up to London, Ontario. Now, we arrive at one of two very large homes. Uh, and basically, we split up uh, the team, you know, six and five to stay between these two homes, I think. 
Um, and yeah, one, the first home was with a family. The other home was a family that was on vacation on right. holiday uh, for the summer. They gave us their house. So half the team was in one house that was empty. The other half was in a very large house and that where the, the, the family was still staying there, basically a host family for the week. Um, the accommodations were insane. Absolutely. <laughs> like next level, like one of the houses had a giant pool in the back with like an outside terrace and an underneath part. And like we were all in the basement and there were a ton of rooms and like it was wild. Hey, the basement was his, was his own house itself. Was it was a four bedroom house. Pretty much. And they they stocked the fridge for us. They did. They didn't play with games. With all the little drinks and everything. It was so Anything, nice. Yeah. And it was like an older Really Hank, nice, like, a retired house. couple. Yeah, shout out to Hank. And what was his wife's name? I oh don't gosh, remember. I feel I'm awful. ashamed. Sorry, I'm ashamed. Sorry, Hank's wife. Hank, we are gonna please forgive us. Uh, but Hank was 100% in the Canadian equivalent of the CIA. He had to be. He was a spy for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they he, they built their house. We're probably gonna be killed for saying this on pod though. So maybe we should delete know. this. He part. might not. He might not listen. You listen. Know what I mean? Oh, he's gonna hear this. <laughs> they built their house and have lived in it their whole their lives whole lives together. And there's it's memorabilia an am- from everywhere. It's an amazing house. Yeah, they he was had, James like, Bond. And the they had 70s. Co- they collected the most randomest things from the most randomest places in the earth, like in the world. Yes. And they were in his house. It was yeah. I listen. It was like Tomb Raider meets James Bond. Yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy. But you know, retired for thirty years. They were so sweet. They were the sweetest people, and they loved Jesus a whole lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. But at one point, I think he was a spy. So you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but here's here's kind of so once we get settled, you know, we're in our housing situation, all that good stuff. We got to talk about the week itself. So what are we there for? What's happening? Why are we there? It is a missions trip for Canadian teenagers from various churches all across different provinces of Canada come together for one week at Talbot Street, um, which is the name of the church in London, Ontario, where we did worship every night and where we did all the concerts and, you know, spent time with the students, all that stuff. They were from all over Canada coming to this one centralized place for a missions trip. And we were basically the brought in worship team for that missions trip experience so it's kind of like a missions trip and a conference together and we helped you know facilitate a lot of the content and experience for those students um but it was crazy for emily and i because we did this type of work together on staff um at the philly project i was there for a really long time emily was an intern of mine for a summer and was on staff for a little bit longer doing some other stuff there so it was very familial territory Mm -hmm. for us like short-term missions people coming in to a centralized place to go out to a city to serve and make an impact coming back and having transformative worship experiences it was like really kind of special almost as a like reminder of what i had done for 10 years reminder of the value of this kind of space and to get to be a part of it in another country and almost see the identical kinds of experiences that we did in philly um, I think it was really special. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It was very, very familiar, but just done so well. They did such a good job. 
it was so funny. The week started and the students were just like, they didn't really know what to do. Their bodies <laughs> for Facts. anything. It was, it was awkward for, for a little bit. So it was like seeing them, at, like remembering them at the beginning of the week and then seeing them at the last night, completely different kids. It was amazing. Like, I think this was the first time that we've ever seen like the culture that we carry be planted and received fully and like fully transforms yeah. this like little community of kids who just met this week like yep. it was it was wild the difference what did the the lady call them they're known as like the the stone children frozen or something or something. the the frozen children something <laughs> like that something because they don't move and they don't like yeah that was not the case by the end of the week no oh, no no not. even at the end of the first night though like yeah, they, they were already were, starting yeah, to buy in yeah which is so crazy i i remember like there is such an authority that you have when you've just driven 10 hours to like be a part of because you were we arrived the same day as the first night yeah. worship right so we arrived we get settled a couple hours we got to go get sound checked and get going and i just remember feeling so free not to be like a jerk but with love because it really was like we love these kids like we're praying for these kids and god's given us a heart to love them how he sees them and how he loves them so when I'm like speaking to them about the week and what we're going to be doing, like I'm able to invite them in so much deeper mm -hmm. because it's like, look, we didn't drive 10 hours for <laughs> us to like come up here and just do our songs and be done with this. Yeah. Like we came up here to meet with the Lord and to be impacted by him and have our lives transformed by him individually. So we need to, we, we need you to come with us on that journey. And it just felt like, Boom, boom, boom. Like these kids just like dove in the deep end all week. Yeah. And we had six nights with them in a row. Like, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like every night was just like a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, exposing them to new songs, exposing them to new movements, exposing them to new styles of worship every night where they just kind of were moving forward through the stream. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely crazy. I think even hearing you give spoken word, that was probably a first for all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, probably hip-hop live, oh, Christian yeah. hip-hop. They yeah. didn't even know These Christian hip-hop like, existed. Fans of the Beebs. Yeah, and, like just you know, very... <laughs> they were cool kids. I mean, they were, they were, <laughs> they were different kids. <laughs> for sure. Wonderful. Absolutely. But like, so absolutely no context for... Demir's music whatsoever yeah. but seeing them like want, like learn the songs while Demir's not around so they can be in like yeah, that, that was is crazy. sweet they, they, that they, is they. like genuine love and like affection for the person they that is on there Spotify. like uh, all so day on the, on the ministry sites <laughs> yeah. learning his music so they learning can like really be in the concert yeah, like uh. so good yeah and so every day they would go out and serve and they're having like impactful experiences there. And then they're coming back to us. And it's like our job to pour into them mm -hmm. so that they have something to give the next day. Yeah. And um, I, I just want to bring up a couple like little nuanced stories that you guys can drive, you know, if you want. But uh, is it Annika? Yep. Annika, Anakin Skywalker. No, just kidding. Annika, Annika. was this adorable little redheaded girl. 
Little? She's tall. She was tall. She's, but she's taller like, than you. She was, she was still little. <laughs> taller than me. <laughs> she's not like gigantic. She's no. a teenager. Yeah, she's a little girl, but like. So sweet. Just tall. That's it. Canadian, so she's sweet. But I saw her doodling like in her um, little book during one of the meals, I think, like early in the week. And I remember being like, hey, get, hey, hey, um, like Creative's Gallery, you know? And just, I was like, she really has a skill. Like, these are actually good. Like, this is not bad at all. It's not just like all the teenager doodling. Like, she's got a real knack for this. And it's evident in what she's able to create. And that's without her thinking anybody's going to look at it. Mm-hmm. She's not like doing it for an audience. She's doing it because she loves it. And it seems like it's like a life coping mechanism for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of threw it out to M. I was like, hey, what do you think about like us talking to her about being a part of something this week? Like how we've had live painters for our worship nights back in Philly. And M was like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> and so we like brought her into the sanctuary. And I mean, you could share the story about yeah. that conversation because it was adorable. I just got to like ask her questions about like her art and I don't even I don't remember so much of it but just explaining like you know this is a way to worship and I don't know if anyone's ever expressed that to you or if you have the opportunity to do that but like it's such a powerful way to worship and a way for people to like receive the love of God receive like just another aspect of beauty um towards the Lord and that's a huge way that I connect with like worship is through seeing the art that people create and so I just wanted to empower her with like there's so many opportunities for you to use this and you to to start something back home but like I want to to help you and like empower you here so would you be willing to like draw tonight or not tonight i gave her like a couple a day, nights later yeah like the a next day night or two or, something like yeah. that um but i asked her if she would be willing to and she was really nervous but she, she said yes nervous. and that i was over the moon and i just encouraged her like just pray like there's no guidelines that i'm gonna give you just like whatever god is like this is this is it um be open like just go and and spend some time in prayer but like whatever comes to your mind, just draw it. And what she ended up creating was just the sweetest, most beautiful. Like she used the ripe logo and filled it completely with things from the week. So I think what she, it was a Thursday. It was Thursday that she was on there and it was towards the end of the week. And there were just so many different intricate aspects of what she created, um, capturing the whole week of everything that the students experienced, um, lyrics and, and little doodles of inside jokes and like a microphone and like bars because Scott taught them bars during (laughs) spoken word and they, they grabbed onto that real hard. Um, and just like, (laughs) so beautifully done. Um, and I was so encouraged by it and we got to show it to everyone and give her a moment to like be on the mic and explain like this is what I created. Um, and I like before we left, I we were uncertain on if 
well, I was uncertain if we should take it or not. And we got amazing pictures of, <laughs> of it. But I really felt like it was something that she needed to keep. Um, so I wrote a little note on the back just encouraging her and um, like a, a prayer just like continue on. Like this is just the start of your journey as an artist. And let this be a reminder to you that there's always a place to worship. There's always a place for you to create something that glorifies the Lord and encourages other people. Yeah. Um, and that she can take this home and create a space like that at her church. Where like, hey, on Sunday, like, I would love to get up and draw. Like, whatever God is giving me to draw. Um, yeah, and it was it was very, very special. Especially coming so off good. like... Our, one of our first or our first gallery like that being something so pressing in my life with like visual artists and then meeting a student who is a visual artist but just needs that encouragement needs um, to have the door unlocked yeah it was very sweet because it i mean it shouldn't be abnormal but it is but rather than be frustrated that it's abnormal right you just say okay let's pick some locks mm -hmm. right People don't have keys to, to be able to do this at their church on Sunday. We can be the people that make this happen. Like we can be the people that allow creative expression to flourish in worship. That's what we do anyway. We're ripe creatives. You know what I mean? Like right. if anybody can be the advocate for this or to say like, no, this is what we're doing, even if it's outside the box. And I think it's a testament to Will and that whole community, their hospitality and their trust that they had in us. To be like, hey, can we steal one of your students for the night? Mm -hmm. And it's going to, you know, come at the cost of them experiencing the worship from this side of the room to where they're going to be a part of leading the other students. But I think everybody realized that's the goal. The goal is not for us to lead well. Mm -hmm. The yeah. goal is for us to empower young people <clears throat> to where they can lead in our absence. Mm -hmm. That's always the goal is equipping 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 so that you're no longer necessary yeah in the space and so i'm super thankful that that's like always been a part of our heart and anything that we do is to put ourselves out of a job you know in the spaces that we're in but it was so evident that she needed somebody to believe in her and create access for her to do this thing as a worship expression mm -hmm. because she had never done it before and i think there's some story with her 10 years from now yeah. that we're going to hear yes. how God has <laughs> so like good. used, you know, that was like a beginning or a continuation of what he had been doing in her life. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the Annika story yeah. because she's going to change the world. And you're right. It was amazing mm -hmm. what she created, the art piece. They said the right logo right in the middle and then it, yeah, using inside and outside the logo. It was like a full sheet of paper. Just all the memories of the entire week wrapped mm. up in one image. Yeah. It's incredible. So good. It's like one of one kind yeah. of art. Yeah. No, for sure. You know, it was so good. Another young guy that we got to hang out with quite a bit was Barnaby. Barnaby. Yeah. <laughs> that little dude, man. He, he loved Demir. Bars. <laughs> he loved me, I guess, too. But yeah. he really loved Demir as well. Yeah. And I had so many like significant moments and interactions with him where I was I was blown away by his maturity spiritually. Not his maturity as like a child. Because he's a because he's a crazy nutty little kid. Yeah. But his like 
understanding of some deep stuff about the Lord's heart and what he's for and what he's against without needing to be taught it was so real. Is he the is he the young kid that um that had nobody in his family that went to church? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got yep. to have like yeah, really crazy. great that conversation. Was, um I got to share my testimony um during this trip for all the students and oh, I forgot I made you do that. <laughs> yeah. So I felt very all over the place and I was like did anyone even receive anything? And there were multiple interactions I had after that with some people, but one of them was Barnaby and he was just asking me questions and um, I was able to encourage him to not lose hope in his family, like knowing the Lord and share some of my like redemptive story. And it's very much still being written, but like the hope that I continue to have and that he like should hold on to as well. Um, and I got to pray with him and it was really wonderful. But at the end of our time, he asked if he could pray for the team and gathered us all together and just prayed the most beautiful and powerful and authoritative prayer. And then once he closed, he was like, that's the first time I've ever prayed out loud. And I was like, what? are you Yo, I are get you chills serious? thinking about that moment like, it to was, this day. It was such, like, if you think of this, like, pure heart prayer, it that was, that was Barnaby. Like, that was so good. it was amazing. He's also the kid who stayed up all night, learned one of Demir's songs, and performed it with him the last day. <laughs> like, he's yep. just this, like, wild card kid. But has so much depth, and it was such an honor to like be able to encourage him and invest in him in that week because he was like sold out on ripe, and like I think it's easy for groups to come in and like be keep themselves separate from students and to have this like I don't know mindset that they're like adults and can't have fun or whatever I don't know, but like we definitely take the opposite approach of like we want to be around them as much as we can and like love them back as much as we can. I think it pays off so well when you see someone like Barnaby like have have moments that he did. Um, it's so special. Yeah, it was super. So it was super super special. I'm like just remembering. Even if I can't remember exact things that were said, I can remember what I felt. Mm. Like thinking back to the week and the the interactions I had, and I was just like, whoa. There's probably only been a handful of teenagers that I've met that I look at like, oh, this kid's actually going to like change the world. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear what happens with him. Mm-hmm. And also like feeling a burden like, oh, we got to cover him in prayer. Because the Lord really wants to use this kid in a powerful way. And it, it wasn't some gift set. It was just sincerity. Mm-hmm. It was just like, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, Emily, it was like what we felt about you when we met you when you were <laughs> oh. a little baby <laughs> at 18 years old. I think you met me when I was 17. 17 years old. Nutty. <laughs> like this stuff I could tell about that story. But, <laughs> but that was very similar with him. Where it's just like, wow, something is so, I would create an intern program just to have Barnaby come spend the summer with us. Yeah. That's how significant whatever is in him is. Yeah. It's like you would want to, you would want him to be a part of the thing mm-hmm. that you're doing because it's so unique. Um, 
so yeah, it was just those two, like, and it's not to say that all the other students weren't adorable and amazing and had so, like, so much impact and you don't have the week that we had there without a hundred percent buying basically. Yeah. But those two just kind of stood out a little bit. I do have one more story with yeah, this go student. Ahead. Um, so throughout the week, there was one student who like from the get go, like he would raise his hands. He would like sing from the back and always come up to us and be like, Oh my gosh, that was so powerful. Like I, I just loved it. Like I really like, <laughs> enjoyed what you guys are doing and like specifically to me was just like I would really love to like sit down and talk with you about like worship and stuff and I was like absolutely mm-hmm. and for some reason like it just didn't happen until the end of the week and it was after the night where I gave my testimony um and he was like I know why I'm supposed to talk to you and he was like I am struggling with addiction right now like with like nicotine and and vaping and all of that stuff and I don't know how to get out of it and I don't know who to turn to I don't think my parents like I know that they won't receive it well and I don't know what to do and I was like able to like just point him in the direction of his leaders and point him in the direction of prayer but also practical things but like being able to I just like encouraged him so much in his vulnerability in his confession of sin and struggle and and that and I just like was so grateful to be able to be in that position because I was once that kid who was like struggling in silence and didn't feel like I had a place to go to like confess and not be condemned and and met with punishment but like to be able to be that voice that like the first person he opens up to about it to be someone who like is graceful and and I don't know just like encouraging him to be vulnerable, like have the hard conversations because this is how you get out of it. This is how you like surrender it and move on and have freedom from it. This is the first step. And the hardest part is opening your mouth and saying it. And like, I was just so like honored and, and joyful that like getting to see my testimony, like, stir something up in someone else and and be that voice that I like wish that I had in that time of someone to receive me like that and like how things would have been so different and I was able to step in like that and and really point him in the direction of like this isn't the end this is the beginning and now what you do is you surround yourself with adults that love and care for you that you can come to and talk with and and be vulnerable with and get accountability mm-hmm. and like yeah, it was just very, very special. Like that week, the Lord really pointed points of my testimony that are hard for me to share sometimes and was like, no, this is, there's fruit from this. There's like beauty that's coming yep. from this. Um, and what it is, it's it's helping the kids that you're speaking to um, get out of what they're in and, yep. and helping people not make the same mistakes you did. So it was very... So it's a yeah. Powerful week. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, all of us probably had different stories and interactions because I mean, the cool thing is, like, even though there's you know a couple hundred students there or whatever it is, they're from like seven, eight, ten different churches. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are meeting for the first time, right? And 
you know, big thing that we challenge is like unity stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we we stand as a unifier kind of in the city and uh, of Philadelphia. And so we're kind of always speaking that language of unity in other places. And so encouraging like cross pollination mm-hmm. between the students from different churches. I like did a bunch of games mm-hmm. that like made them interact with each other and stuff because we're just super intentional. And to see some of those relationships, not even necessarily with us, but with each other. Yeah. Like yeah. that mean, was so raw to witness. Remember when we would have meals, you would have us go sit with different tables, you know, and I know it encouraged the students to sit at different tables that they would typically would, you know, which is, you know, modeling what you just said, like, mm-hmm. right, we're not all part of the same church, right? Yeah. you know, and even in that, like, some of our churches, like, it's, they're, they don't look the same. Mm-hmm. We might worship differently or, you know, this or that, you know, and I, I just think that us going out there modeled that like for them yeah i know for me like the most significant moments were just sitting at a random table you know and talking to random youth that i never seen before and even like some of the adults were super interesting (laughs) and hilarious you know what i'm saying (laughs) um but yeah i know for me like i didn't have like one like significant moment like with the like talking to one of the teenagers i think for me what impacted me the most was, you know, we went out there to serve, to lead these youth and their the adults with them and to, and to worship, you know. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but the way they served us mm-hmm. and, like, took care of us, mm-hmm. like, That's down special. from, like, the simple things, like, you know, making sure we had drinks in the fridge at the house. And when we got to the church late because we slept in or were just tired, they stood back to feed us, yeah. you know, even like some of the nights like had snacks for us. And come on now, the way they took care of DJ and G. Oof. Oh, yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like who that who was got, crazy. Who got injured their but second leg of the trip on the way there. He tweaked his back super bad. But we found out it wasn't just a tweaked back. It was like an actual like required sur- back surgery, yeah. significant back but, surgery thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it ministered to me, like how they took care of him. Yeah, they took care of him. They had chiropractors coming like every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Massage therapists come in, you know, trying to get him medicine and stuff while we're, you know, U.S. citizens in the Canadian, Canada. Amazing. You know, like we're out of country. Like it's just tough to do all that stuff. And they're just like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to do what we can. We're going to make sure that this is like you're our guest. You know, Canadian hospitality is different. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just different than Philly, but it's different. They really take care of people so well. Yeah. Hmm. The honor, the generosity, uh, respect. It's amazing. Was it breezy when I was in charge of the kitchen? Oh, yeah. Yo, she was tough. I love her. She was so hype. She got like a big budget for food this year. And she was like, oh, I'm getting everything fresh. Like we're eating good vegetables and I'm making homemade bread for french toast and she went in that was the best food i have ever had for a i never had like you know cold cuts like the way that they did it up there and the breads and like and like yeah like the the salad that that first salad oh yeah it 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 was so vibrant the colors were literally different in the salad the tomato i never seen no strawberry this red Different. But, no, she no. she did not play games. <laughs> I mean, her her whole staff like they they went above and beyond. 
Like, yeah, they, they took care of us so well. And we, I mean, we interacted with a lot of the adults a mm. lot. The adults, like, were in. They were, they were dancing. They were, like, jumping with us. And, like, they, throughout the week, they got more and more, like, sold out, too. And I think that, yeah. like, not just the kids going back with that, but with the leaders who yep. went back with that spirit was, like, so, so, so good. I do want to say this one thing because I, and it's not to, like, pat myself on the back but i remember the night one when you guys were in practice it like was clicking like oh my gosh i've been in this space before mm. like i know what to do so i go to the leaders meeting and i was like hey you know just want to introduce myself blah 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 and then you know he's like anything you can tell us about tonight and it was like hey you're gonna want to like gravitate towards the back or towards your cell phone or think but if you will, like, lean in these first couple nights with us and lead your students, we're going to be light years ahead. It's all stuff I learned mm -hmm. yeah. from club at TPP yeah. year after year, week after week after week after week, doing 500 nights of worship there. That training of the leaders thing was so natural. But in that room, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they did it. Yeah. They did and it. it was just like, man, God is so unique. The way that he gives you what you need for another space, for another community, for another team. I just remember being like, wow, thank you, Jesus, for my past and how it translates into being able to be a bigger blessing to this. Can can we can we real quick talk about how Will jumped on the organ? I don't know. What night was that? Wednesday? No, that was the the last night that we were in the sanctuary. worship in the actual sanctuary. Sanctuary, right. I think it might have been Wednesday. Because Thursday was the beach, and then I think oh, Friday yeah, yeah, it was, was Wednesday. It downstairs, was the Wednesday. Yeah, Friday was, Wednesday. was downstairs for the hype, John. Mm -hmm. But Wednesday night, Will <sighs> jumps on the organ. During the bridge of... What song was it? All Hail King Jesus, maybe? I don't no, even know. It? I don't it remember. It was the bridge of something. He and we were all just in. like, oh, I was like my gosh. Playing like a, like a steady, just like, you know, thriving, like, you know, beat, keeping like the tempo. And then I just hear, like, wait, I hear the organ. And I turn to Estes, like, stop playing. And I'm like, okay. And it was just like, whoa. Was it Great Are You, Lord? Maybe it was Great Are You, I Lord. Think it was. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, he jumped in on the organ. And we all just stopped. Like, it was so good. Well, I stopped. Opened. I think you guys kept singing, right? Oh, yeah. But it was, I don't know, man. It was so, like, that was heavy. It was so raw. I'm like, wow. And Will was kind of like, excited to play but also kind of like i didn't want to intrude he didn't feel mm -hmm. like it was his place and we're like no you guys were like we want you will we've been wanting that all week <laughs> and it it fit so well and you could just tell yeah what it meant to him to get to like really let loose mm -hmm. in that space and to play with you guys and i think he really felt honored by it and it's just like one of those weeks where you just the love of Christ being expressed and received back and forth from direction to direction, mm -hmm. person to person. It was so stinking special. Because there was also another Will who mm -hmm. was the worship leader at Talbot Street. Yeah. And he played with us on Sunday. And then we had him come back a few more times and, and lead with us. But we were able to like invest in him as a worship leader because he did not feel like called to be a worship leader but that he was operating in that for a temporary time in his mind at least but um <laughs> i like isaac and um like i feel like isaac really like 
pulled him yep. in and like invited him yeah, when did. we went and did stuff and like just another way that like having him on the team was so valuable but like will was able to like lead songs that he wants to lead because he knows maverick city but his church is like very old-fashioned right. and they just like they don't do that music and, and so when he saw our set list he was like <laughs> i would love to do some of these songs with them yep. and so we were able to invest in him as a worship leader and like if you haven't seen ripe worship lead worship before we move we don't wear shoes we jump around we dance we go spontaneous we we do lots of things that are not normal and i think that that aspect of freedom that we have we were able to like also plant at talbot like with will and with both wills yeah. and that was such a gift yeah so much <laughs> they're so good the whole week it was just uh and then i remember thursday we went to the beach yeah it was adorable <laughs> we did like uh you it know, we just drove out to nowhere. Port Bruce. Port Bruce. Shout out to you for knowing that. <laughs> Janito. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> and uh, we I were just Port Bruce. <laughs> Where is it? And uh, we did like a little outdoor worship set situation. Mm -hmm. And Demir, by the way, Demir's performing every night. So yeah. one of the things, rather than have Demir do like two nights where he did two long sets, I was like, let's just add a song or two to every night building towards maybe him doing more by the end of the week but instead of him like he only performs on sunday and tuesday like let's let's fit him into the schedule of the event and we didn't really know this but we ended up running the whole club yeah all the way up until handing the microphone to the speaker we were really just booked to do worship but because of our backstory and our background with doing this so much we just ran the first 60% of club. And this was Will's very first like time being a host for Sir, uh, London Serve. Yes. Yeah, and so like he was just so open to like whatever you can like teach me, like whatever you think, whatever you want to do, like do it. Um but he like he was very open-handed with it but he was also operating as like the head pastor who as his pastor was on sabbatical he was leading this and then leading his like church's group of students the next week somewhere else in canada the same day we left they did to niagara falls yeah. so it was just he was doing so much and we could tell that like he's burning we burning we could ends. we could alleviate that by just like yeah, we'll, doing we'll what make he sure the yeah. club is great don't worry about it yeah and yeah, I think we I think we did that well. But the, one of the days we went to the beach and um, outdoor worship, and Demir performed. And <laughs> I know this is like such a small detail, but he fell off the cooler because there wasn't like seating area or stage, so we used the coolers. He was oh, standing on the video somewhere. There's a video yeah. that you have to find on our Instagram. I think it's during Pina Colada. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, I'm Pina feeling sweet. And he just falls down and it looks like my man died Listen, I also, in a sea of teenagers. I also Canada. popped a blood vessel on my finger playing oh, the, yeah. the, what was that playing? The box drum. The, yeah. Yeah. Cajon. Yeah. That was the, yeah, that. Cajon. Yeah, it was, it was great though. <laughs> but the, um, that was Thursday. Friday was the big finale. Mm -hmm. Fantastic worship night, altar call, kids responding, powerful night. They go to their small groups and we wrap up the entire week with a full-on concert. 
dance party, Cupid Shuffle, Cha Cha Slide, Demir's so doing fun. a full concert, Chinito's on drums, Esty's on electric. Uh, Isaac, I think, might have picked up the bass at some point, put it back down just so that you guys have fun. <laughs> and But it was just like a party. And it was one of the coolest ways I've ever seen a mission strip kind of end mm -hmm. where it was like we just got to celebrate together and it was ridiculously special. Yeah. And we, we, they ordered like disco lights from Amazon in the middle of the week yeah. so they would be so ready cool. for it. Yep. Um, and it was not on the schedule mm -mm. when we got booked. It was something that was a overflow of this will trusting us mm -hmm. and what do you think about this could we maybe do something like this Ant really wanted to do it Ant yeah. was like we're doing a dance party <laughs> listen they did the cha-cha slide no they were killing it they they struggled with keeping beat sometimes oh, but by yeah. the end of the week <laughs> they were never they were, they were better at the end of the week than they were at the yeah. beginning for sure they were definitely not but it beat. was so good to see them like because even getting in like a dance circle like they got in the middle like yep. like at the beginning of the week, that literally that never, never would, have, would happened. have happened. But they felt so free that they could be like clapping off beat and not care. And like sidestepping and trying to clap and not matching up at all. But <laughs> they didn't care because they were just having fun. And that is like, so good. that's freedom. That's like the best. What what night was it that uh, you all dressed up as old ladies? Oh, so there was a fancy dinner <laughs> one night. And you guys apparently went to the thrift store, right? We were supposed to bring like nice clothes. And I don't think we knew that because all the students brought like nice clothes to wear for this dinner. Yeah, we definitely Because it was know. like yeah, I this skinny feast, jeans. beautiful everything. Like they changed the whole inside. And so the girls were like, you know what? We're going to go thrift something. And when we got there, they had some killer old lady church clothes. And so <laughs> we're like, we're going hard in this direction. So we pick them up. We change our clothes. We literally like take a video in the stairwell and we don't go down until we're the last people to walk in the door. So we walk in the door and all eyes are on us and, and we got an honorable mention of our <laughs> wonderful outfits and our table got to eat first. But like it was just so fun. We also sat with apparently there was a group of girls that were just like really loved me and Olivia and Priscilla and just like wanted to like be around us but were really shy and multiple of their leaders were like if you could just go and say hi to them and talk with them they it would make their week and we were like okay point them out we're gonna sit with them and so we sat with them and we ate with them and got to know them a little bit but it was just like so fun to be able to like be so goofy and so like personable like we're not these like cool people like we are dorks we are gonna like dress up and be a little crazy and a little kooky and a little weird but that gives the the students permission to do the same, do the same yeah. and feel comfortable in their skin yeah. and like it's just like the best part of what we're able to go in and do it's like so special we gotta talk about asher like we can't end this <laughs> this podcast yes. without talking about asher this oh, kid <laughs> oddball so lovable Every single night, just walks on stage, grabs the mic from Will, and just goes in about something. Like, most of it was like, I'm just so like thankful to be here. And like, you guys like have been really great and like welcoming me. And like, just like, just the confidence of, I don't even know. 
Like <laughs> it, it was the accent for me. Oh, because I did the Yay God Jesus. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I taught them. So I do this thing where I was like, Yay God <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And so he would just like he would get nervous while he was up there talking, and he would just be like, like Yay no! God. <laughs> and then we go, Are you gonna say it back? Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, sure. But he like he's one of those kids that like very easily during the week could have just not talk to other people and not yep. been included in groups could have been very like attached to his leaders. Cause even the first night that we met him, like he was sitting at a table with just leaders mm-hmm. and like, I think it would have been so easy for him to not have the week yet. Yeah. Not at yep. all. But like by, I don't even know, like maybe it was us like talking with him or maybe it was just like, the excitement of the week and like the freedom that was felt in the room that he just felt comfortable enough to like really put himself out there and like everybody loved him it was like wasn't he he, from like really far away too yes he was from because they had moved so he, he like and he was having a lot of like like just a lot of like issues with like mental illness stuff with just like yeah, like anxiety yeah stuff. just struggling um yeah. before he went on this trip and didn't really want to go but he they had just moved like way farther away from this church that he'd been going to mm-hmm. and so like went on this trip after not being around for a while and having like a little bit of a hard time and just fully able to like receive and be comfortable and be like loved and love other people. And it was just so beautiful. But like Asher was like the star student of like, other than Barnaby, of course, Mm -hmm. Asher was like, yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. And I think I remember his rants on stage were mostly about, conversations he had with other students mm-hmm. and how like and now we're like friends yeah. and now we're like best friends and so i can't wait to talk to you more because it's gonna be great and it was just like mm-hmm. this kid is like oh man i just get you such a it's character. so good yeah. to like see students that you can't even imagine what this kid's story might have been without mm-hmm. this week you know yeah. and the ways that god is using this to redeem and restore him and set mm-hmm. him on a totally different path um yeah it was just, it, there's so many stories we could go on forever and ever and ever <laughs> yeah. um but canada <sighs> praise god huh? canadia 10 out of 10 would do again <laughs> yeah if they would have us back we would go back yeah i would um, definitely go back it was really really special maybe and shout out to the the entire organization serve mm. and what they're doing in canada and also stateside um, you guys have something really, really special, you know, that you guys are doing uh, for teenagers and young people uh, throughout, you know, even internationally. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a great joy and something that we're really, really thankful to have been able to experience. Um, something that, yeah, hopefully one day we get opportunities to to do that kind of stuff again. And uh, what I what I would just say is the biggest thing is with our crew that I think is so valuable is we do not treat getting booked as an opportunity to do the 30 minute set on stage. That's never who we've been. Mm -hmm. It's never who we will be. The second it becomes that, I think we need to shut it down. When we say yes, we say yes to the whole thing. We say yes to the relationships. Yes to the opportunity to invest. Yes to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. 
yes to communication and, you know, love and pouring yourself out into the people that, that you've been given access to. And a lot of times that's young people. And that's what I think makes us effective. Yeah. You know, because I mean, the sound was hard, right? Like it wasn't a great sound system. Yeah. They were using monitors as mains and all that kind of stuff. Like we probably didn't sound as good as we could have in other spaces with better technology. If Jared yeah. had been there, we would have been fine. You jerk. Um, Jared's <laughs> in the room. <laughs> um, but, you know, but without that stuff, you you could just judge the week off of how well did we do? How did I perform that song? How well did I do that poem? Did I MC okay? Was Demir set good? Did Aunt G play all the right tracks? And that's your judge. We don't judge the week off of any of that. Yeah. All, every night we were critiquing ourselves on how we can improve, but it was the best week ever because of the relationships. Yeah. Because how we did, none of that stuff is relevant. None of those kids remember what keys we missed. You know what I mean? But they do remember how we sat with them at the dinner table or how we went on that walk to the coffee shop with them. That stuff matters. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think sets us, not sets us apart. I'm sure other people do it, but that's the commitment that we make as a, as a ministry. Like we're all in on the ministry stuff. Yeah. Sold out for, for Jesus. And that's like the, the most important thing is that like they, they left knowing like, wow, those people really love Jesus. And like, we see, we see why they do like, we see how wonderful he is too. Amen. It was a heck of a trip. Um, Andres. Yeah. Emily. Jared, yeah. Top Mop Productions is in the room, not on a microphone because he didn't go to Canada with us. But thank you, Jared. <laughs> thank you, Emily. Made sure thank text. you, Andre. We appreciate y'all. You're and very um, thank you, audience, for being here. Whoever you are listening to this, you probably partner with Ripe Creative. So we just want to say thank you for making trips like Canada possible. Uh, because of your support, we're able to do and find these types of spaces to be able to go and serve. And so thank you for helping us make uh, this whole story be a part of now your story as you're hearing it. And uh, if you're here and you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing about Rape Creatives and this crazy story, um, if you want to help us help support everything that we do, um, it would be amazing for uh, for you to jump on our website, rapecreatives.com, and click the Give button to become a you know, ongoing or one-time partner with Ripe Creatives at whatever level or frequency is 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 healthy for you and your current financial situation um, to help us do more of this kind of stuff. I mean, I would love for the day where we have the resources and funding to be able to say, man, let's just get on the road and let's go do this stuff all summer, mm, you know, yeah. all over the country. You know, I mean, if that was in the cards for us, I, a lot of it comes down to resources, though. So if you wouldn't uh, mind considering being a part of this with us, that would be massive. You can just jump on our website, as I said. Also, we have a community line. If you want to text us, 215-273-3540. You can text us the words, time is ripe, and we will send these episodes to you directly on your device. Um, that's the easiest way to, to stay up to date with the podcast. Um, and subscribe and do all those things as well thank you guys again for tuning in to uh, Time is Right it was a pleasure to do this episode I know it was a long one um, but Canada is worth it 
And uh, until next time, yeah, stay ready. No one can take it. No one can take it.